It's so stupid, it's positively brilliant. Yep, Charlemagne the God. Andrew Schultz. We are the Brilliant Idiots. And uh, thank you for joining us for another week of our uh, smart, dumb, ignorant, intellectual, ratchet, yet righteous takes of the goddamn world. Let's go. How are you today, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, man. Happy Same. to be here. Um, let's just get right to it. Positively brilliant, positively what a positively brilliant, what a fucking idiot. What did you see this week that was either or, Schultz? Uh, positively brilliant. Um, well, I mean, there's a couple things that I'm battling with. I, I don't know which one I, I essentially want to go for. Go. But, that's what podcasts are for. Free flowing, baby. Right, free just flow. go. Positively brilliant, Kim Jong Un, son. Mm. This guy knows how to keep the conversation about him. Eh, I've seen better. His name he, is Donald J. Trump. Son, not even Donald Trump. Not even Donald Stop. Trump was talking about. Nobody was talking about Trump when Kim Jong Un was like, "Am I dead or am I alive?" We don't even know Bullshit. right now. Shit, son. Bullshit. Who was talking about Trump when Kim Jong Un was dead or alive? Every everybody. Who? Trump has been the Trump has Who? been the A story for four years. Nah, Kim Jong Un was like, <laughs> "I want my attention." He went out to nah. his little chalet in the mountains. And then we were all talking, is he dead or is he alive, bro? Nah, Kim is an album cut, bro. Say what? Kim's a, Kim is an album cut. I don't know what that, that means. He ain't that single. Say he ain't it? that slapper. He's just a song on the album. Fair enough, but it's a fire single. It's like a French Montana song. Like, you don't even know if he got an album. But every once in a while, he'll just have a hit that pops off. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I care about Kim Jong-un. Mm. Stop it, bro. One of the greatest leaders of all time. It seems like his sister came in this week and, and took a lot of thunder from him. Like, she looked like she ready for a starring role. She wanted that starring role bad, huh? But he was like, not too fast, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening. I think you better be careful with who you call a B-word. Bro, she can't leave. <laughs> that's the safest That's the safest bitch that you could throw out there. As long as you don't, don't go there, you're good. So you think that that took? A, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think that was a big headline this week, bro. Son, I think it was. I think it was earlier this week or at the end of last week or something. But for me, that's all I was seeing. I was like, "Is he alive? Is he dead? Asia really? going crazy? Yeah. Um, stock markets going wild out there in Korea. Is he? Is he? Is he dead? Is he really dead? Though they said he's all right. We don't know. That's the beautiful thing. We don't know if he's dead. We don't know if he's alive. It could slide in a completely different person. We might still believe it's Kim. There's what's no the point. Of, we have no clue what's happening. What's the point of keeping the perception of power, though? Because from what I was told, his 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 sister is just as ruthless. His sister is just as respected. So I'm more scared of the 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 sister, bro. Asian women way scarier than Asian men. Okay, Tiger Mom. Piss Chris off. Piss Chris off real quick. Go. Nah, he agrees. You think the Asian? Do you think Chris's wife don't run that house, bro? All wives run the house. Yeah, but Asian to the next level, bro. Really? Yes, dude. Chris, Chris, would you care to elaborate? Would you care to put a little experience on this topic? See, he's not even allowed to talk. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let me text my wife leash. first. Let me text my wife and ask her, can I comment on this? I'll get back to you if I get it a thumbs up. <laughs> All right, so you think he was positively brilliant? I don't think he faked his death, though, bro. I think he really had a heart attack or something. You think it was a heart attack or you think he got corona? Nah, I think he had a heart attack. They mm. said it was a heart attack. Uh, some type of heart. It was something with his heart. Man, they don't know what the fuck is going on there. That's what's so brilliant. These guys have he's literally... Got a, he, he's got a heart attack build, bro. Yeah, he does. He's not really... He's not built for health. Not got, at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's built to he, go. What'd you have for Positively Brilliant? Um, Positively Brilliant this week, I think oh, I Oh, I'm sorry. Giving... I have a different Positively Brilliant. Okay. 
Um, Donald Trump, positively brilliant. Talk to me. Um, because he was talking about injecting bleach and disinfectant in your body would kill the coronavirus. Yes. And he's right. It will. Yeah, but it'll kill you too. He never said that that wasn't true. But that's common sense. Hey, is it? 30 people did I, it. I, I think the most brilliant thing about what Trump did is what he always does. And I, I, I don't, I think he's the only person in America who can get away with it. I wasn't, what he said was interesting. He got donkey of the day for that, whatever, whatever. I couldn't wait to hear him deny, uh, I couldn't wait to hear him say that he didn't say what we all heard him say. That's what I couldn't wait for. Okay. And then did he do and that? It, it, yes, it was good. It was damn good. He was like, he, he was like, uh, well, first of all, he didn't do the press conference. He said he was being sarcastic. That's number one. And then when he did his press conference later that day, he didn't take no questions. He just walked off. <laughs> and then when he finally came back and did a press conference a couple of days later, he said he don't know why anybody would inject bleach. <laughs> He's right though. Son. So we had this, yo, we had a whole topic on this on Breakfast Club, right? About yeah, yeah. how how much responsibility should Donald Trump get for that? I say 50%. Go. That's it. Go. Because he because he's the leader of the free world. He's the president of the United States of America. Right. So if he's if he says something, it will be some people who listen to him and say, okay, Donald Trump said you can do inject disinfectant to get rid of your coronavirus. But the other 50%, if you are a grown-ass man yeah. or a grown-ass woman, an adult in this country, and you choose to inject bleach because Donald Trump said so, that's on you. Yeah. So 50-50. I don't even think it's 50-50. I think it should be like 90% on the media and 90% on the Nancy Pelosi's and Biden's of the world who are like using it to run against him with. It's, you're the well, one well, spreading the information. Like, no, if no, he no, says no. that in a press conference, no. if he says it in a press conference, obviously, fucking idiot, right? But nobody knows because nobody's watching those press conferences. You got, what, 60,000 people on YouTube watching? I think they had like 75,000 no, 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 no. people watching live, right? His press, confer his press conferences uh, have been breaking records. M multi millions of people watching those press conferences daily. You got to think, people are at home. You know what I'm saying? So they quarantine. They trying right. to figure out when they can get so back out. Let's say he's doing a two or three million rating, right? 330 million people in America. Right. I would say 200 million people know that he said it. Those 200 people know because it becomes this national news story and that information is spread. Well, 100%, Andrew, that's just president. how it works. Say again. But he's, the, he's the president. He don't have a choice. <laughs> like, he don't have a choice of what goes viral and what doesn't go you viral. You could choose to respond to, to different things, but you want to respond with hit pieces. I get it. I understand. Listen, that's not a hit piece, though. Of course he said it's some a hit stupid piece. shit. No. If you're the president of the United States of America and you say some shit that stupid, you hit yourself. Son, of course, that's all he, I mean, not, not all he does, but the majority of the shit he does in those press conferences is say stupid shit. It's not the first yeah, but, time. but it's debatable stupid shit, right? Is it's it, shit, it, it, sort of, kind of. It's it, debatable stupid shit. Is it really debatable, shit. the shit that he says? Is it really? That's it's really all the time, hard to make sometimes. a ventilator. It's so hard to make a ventilator. You can't make a ventilator. Mike Pence walks up. Actually, ventilator's pretty uh, easy thing to make. The guy just says anything. Yeah, but this was pretty stupid. The on best, a scale of the best description uh, of Trump talking I've ever heard is he's doing a book report on a book he's never read. That's absolutely, goddamn lutely. That is absolutely. what he's doing up there. But this one was even worse because for our whole life we've been told, "Don't drink bleach, don't drink disinfectants. Right. Disinfectants, it's on the fucking bottle." Yeah. This guy literally said it kills kills Corona in a minute on surfaces. Yeah. Let's let's try injecting it. No, Bruh. he didn't say that. He asked, could you inject it? And then would it who, do the same did, thing? Who gives a f Who says that? <laughs> like, 
Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> you have to understand. That's we, top three stupidest shit he's We were bro. talking on Flagrant 2. I'm starting to believe Trump don't even want to be president. And he's doing everything he can to not get reelected. Like, literally, he's he's trying to open... Nah. Listen, listen, before you say no, take it in. Bef he's trying to open states, right? Is he not? Who's his mm -hmm. core people? Who are the people that vote for him? Minnesota, Michigan, Virginia, Florida. He's trying to open those states during the pandemic, right? Who is going to vote for him? Old people are going to vote for him. He's trying to kill off the people that would support him. You know why I don't I don't agree with that? Bro, if Trump's not president, he goes to prison, Andrew. I don't buy that. He goes to prison. Absolutely. Presidents go, Under don't go to prison. Presidents go, come on, bro. Come yeah, on. because they can't. After they will <laughs> go to prison, none of them go to prison. The day Donald Trump gets out of the White House, if he ever gets out of the White House, because you know that's my other conspiracy theory. He's never leaving. I know. He's going under the jail. Let me tell you something. I would, I'll bet you right now, let's put a thousand on it. I'll definitely take that bet. Right? One thousand on it. Yes. Okay. He's going to jail. The day he ever concedes power, he's going to jail. You're saying the same day he loses power, he goes to jail. I don't know if it's the same day. But okay, well then, there's no way I the can moment, recoup my money. The moment he's gotta a, wait the until moment, he dies. Well the, well, the moment he's no longer president, that case that they already have against him, yep. is going on the table, baby. Nah, because Roger Mueller already said the only reason that they don't lock Donald Trump up is because you can't lock up a sitting president. Right. Think about all things. Think about all the people in his administration that they've already locked up thus far. Donald Trump is scared to death to leave the White House because he knows he's going to jail. That's why everybody talks about him pushing the election back in November. He's not going to push the election back. Because if he pushes the election back and it goes to January, on January 20th, 2021, at noon, he no longer has presidential power. They coming for his ass, baby. Nah. Guaranteed. Nah. Once they have him out of office, which will happen not this election, because uh, the Democrats aren't even trying to win this election, uh, but the next election, obviously, he won't be in it. And um, then he'll just go off to be like every other president. Do you know? I mean, like presidents break the law. Like this happens all the time. Like you don't Not think like was, Trump. Say again? Not like Trump. Uh, you don't think there was like a conflict of interest having like Dick Cheney be the head of Halliburton and then going to bombing shit? Those guys didn't get locked up. Nobody in the because you don't got get locked, locked up, up shit if you're like president, that. you're good. Once you stop being president, they're like, all right, you're good. That we, uh, we'll look past this other shit. Now, if he keeps, Trump. If he keeps breaking the law afterwards, 100%. Like you don't think the Clintons should be... You don't think the Clintons should be locked up for, like, taking money from people for the Clinton Foundation while she's uh, Secretary of State or whatever the fuck she was? I'm going like, to be honest with you. I don't bribed. know enough about that. Literally I, I being bribed for political influence within the United States of America and taking personal gain for that? Come on, bro. I don't, I don't know enough about that, what I'm, but I what know I'm that. Saying is, what I'm saying is everybody does this illegal shit at this level, and then they don't get clipped for it because that's what comes with the territory. You just Not in Trump's clipped. administration. Trump, Trump has had, what, 15 people locked up from his administration thus far? All right, so the Clintons just kill you. You don't get locked up. Same shit. Well, maybe you got to start killing people. Yeah, maybe you, you got to start killing people. Maybe. All I know is, that's all I know is baby. that when Trump loses presidential power, he is absolutely positively getting locked up. Roger Mueller said it. He was like, yo, he'd be locked up now within, if he wasn't president. Within what? Let's say within a year of not? Because we have to find nah. out. Nah. Nah. They already got the case. But, so the case is ready to go. What I'm trying to say, because I want to know when I can get my money. So within a year of him not being president, you said he'll be locked up? But I think it'll be, it'll be faster than that. But by the way, I'm the same guy who's been saying, I don't think he's leaving the White House. Nah, <laughs> he's leaving, he, bro. He's leaving. Right. And we're going to miss him, dude. Let's be honest. We're going to miss him. We're going to have some boring fucking presidential ass dude giving him speeches, holding his pointer finger in his thumb and pointing. We don't need that shit.
I we think need the best thing to shake Donald it up, Trump is, inject some bleach, man. Let's have some fun on a Tuesday. I think the best thing Donald Trump has done is made people give a fuck about politics. Do he's we? made the average. Yeah, he's made he's made the average everyday person pay attention to what's going on in the world. What is going on politically in the world? What do you mean? Like nobody cares about politics. We don't know anything about politics. Absolutely. I what mean, do we know? Even what if do you, we know? If you at home, if you at home right now, following the coronavirus pandemic, you're paying attention to politics. But you think coronavirus pandemic is political? Yeah, it has to be. Actually, and if it's not political, it's being politicized. Actually, I agree with you. I think that. I 100% believe that uh, every state would be open for business. Maybe not New York, but almost every state would be open for business if it wasn't uh, for politics. These are politicians covering their ass. That's why we're not open right now. Yeah. I mean, listen, why wouldn't you weaponize something like this? Well, I don't know if it's weaponizing. I think it's, well, I think they weaponize as well, but I think politicians are basically going, okay, I don't need to make the economy good because I have an excuse for the economy not being good, right? But every other state politician is going, I just need to make sure people don't die from Corona. Right. And that's why yeah. Trump doesn't want to be responsible for deaths. Trump's going, well, we're just going to let the governors figure it out. And when the governors do it, uh, well, we got all that shit. And every governor's like, well, I'm not opening up yet. You got to be fucking crazy. I can't open up because I don't want to be the one responsible for deaths because then people won't vote for me. So everybody's concerned about their own political agenda and they're not really paying attention to the point of this, the entire flatten the curve point that we've been talking about from the beginning. The whole yeah, thing was flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. I got a theory about coronavirus, though. All right, go. This is just a straight Charlemagne the God, Lenal McKelvey theory. Okay. Right? I feel like the world wasn't sure how strong coronavirus was when it first hit the streets. Okay. Right? Oh. Because, you know, we always hear about, you know, these, these wet markets in China and how it's these viruses and diseases over there that could take out, you know, people... Like real quick, a whole lot of people, you know, real quick, high mortality rate of these diseases. I think that when coronavirus first hit, you know, the rest of the world just wasn't sure what it was. So they did what they were supposed to do, which is lock everything down. You know what I'm saying? Let's lock everything down until we figure it out. Yes. I think a few weeks went by. They've been doing antibody tests. They realized that a lot more people have had it than originally thought, which led them to believe that the fatality rate wasn't as high as they once originally thought. So now they sitting back like, all right, we done scared everybody into a goddamn corner, but um, actually I think we can come out to play a little bit. Not everybody, but I think enough of the population can go out and play. We can function. Of course, it's going to have to be a new yeah. normal. You're going to have to wear your mask and your gloves and social distance. But I think that, I think we can deal with this. Bruh. And so I think, I think that's where they're at with it right You're, now. Uh, what you said is absolutely right. It's hundred percent right. The, if we even break down what is flattening the curve, right? Flattening the curve never meant you're not going to get it. All it meant was the same amount of people get it, they just get it over a longer period of time. So they so don't overwhelm the hospitals. Exactly. So your grandma, yeah. so people are basically going like, do you want my grandma to die? Like, no, we don't want your grandma to die. Your grandma will get it. We just will make sure she has a ventilator. That's the whole idea of flattening the curve. So right now, I think in almost every state, there is no increase in the amount of cases from week to week. I don't know if that's a fact, but I states, think you're right. Some states, you're, like Alaska. <laughs> I don't know if that's a fact, but I think you're right. I'm pretty sure. I think there was like, okay. like one or two that maybe had an increase, but I mean, New York is level. Nobody's in the Javits Center. Nobody's using that ship that's off the side Cuomo, of- uh, Cuomo said the worst is behind River. us. The worst is behind us. So, that's what Cuomo said. Let's, let's get back to business, bro. I'm dapping people up. I tried to dap up Alex. Alex don't want to dap me up. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, everybody, I know a lot of people who have had it. Uh, and, and actually, I had this theory and then I, um, I, I, I Googled it just to see. And, and there was a test done at Stanford University that essentially said the same thing. You know, they did antibody tests and they, they realized that mm-hmm. a lot more people had it and it's not as fatal as they once mm-hmm. thought it was. Mm-hmm. You know? so, so I think right now people are just, they've scared us into a corner. And you never waste a good tragedy. Uh, good tragedy is that what it's called? What's the never term? waste a good crisis? Never waste a good crisis. So now you got motherfuckers, right? Who got political influence? Not politicians, but people with political influence, right? They see that the mall has been shut down, right? And they're like, "Man, that mall is going to go out of business." You know, if it opens up right now, it might have a chance to stay in business. But if we keep it shut down a little bit longer, I could probably buy that mall for pennies on the dollar. Matter of fact, hey, keep this shit shut down for another week. That's what we're starting to see now. You're starting to see rich people go, oh, I could make some money out of this shit. Keep it locked down. Last thing you want, Governor Cuomo, or last thing you want, other governor, is people to die on your watch, right? Keep it locked down. What's another couple weeks? I people mean, they all get rich. 60,000 people already gone, baby. That's more than died in the Vietnam War. Yeah, but here's the thing about the people that die. It's like, they don't know. I think it's anybody who has corona in their system when they die, they call it a corona death. That is true. So it's not truly Corona, right? You could die from some other thing, but if you have Corona, they're going to chalk it up to a Corona. Death. I think, I think Corona speeds up whatever, uh, whatever underlying conditions you have. It makes whatever underlying condition you have that much worse, whether it's asthma, you know, uh, people who have diabetes, uh, heart disease, you know, cancer. Like it's just a lot. It's a lot to fight off. I mean, listen. If if we have another outbreak in the fall and the winter, imagine we have a coronavirus outbreak during flu season, bro. That's gonna be rough. That's gonna be rough, bro. Isn't that what a, we just a, had? I don't think that was flu season. I think flu season is in the fall. Oh, I thought flu season went up. Yeah, man. Look. Oh, but, 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 but by the way, Corona wasn't around last fall. We just weren't aware of it. We weren't aware of it. Yeah, I, I think about know. being on vacation. We was in Anguilla. Everybody was sick. My nanny was sick. Mm. My wife got sick. Mm. Uh, Tiffany, salute to Tiffany, Tiff Will, Tiff, Tiffany Williams. She she didn't come to. She didn't even come to Anguilla uh, until a few days later because she was so sick here in New York. Yeah, and then I just think, I just think a lot of people had it and didn't know it. I think I had it earlier this year. To be honest with you, really? I mean, I just had a real. Remember, I, I couldn't stop coughing. I remember, I was coughing up phlegm. Huh. I don't know. I'm not saying I did. I just I haven't done an antibody test or anything like that yet. But I don't know. Maybe I did. And by the way, I don't even know if uh, when you develop the anti- antibodies, that keeps you from getting it again. So it's just a lot of unknowns that still go with the coronavirus. Yes. But I was watching this video that these two doctors did, man, and they made a lot of sense. They said, look, coronavirus is deadly, just like the flu is deadly. The difference between coronavirus and the flu is we're used to the flu. We're not used to coronavirus, so we don't understand coronavirus. And what do people do when they don't understand something? They fear it. Right. Simple as that. You're right. You're right. The thing about life is that life requires a certain amount of risk to live it. We all take risk every single day. You get yeah. in the car, you decide to drive 65 miles per hour. If you want to eliminate all car crashes, make the speed limit five miles per hour. Nobody will ever die in a car crash again. But Don't even make the speed limit five miles per hour. Make the car to where it can't go past five, can't go miles, past five miles per hour. Boom, but they'll never do that. But because why? Because it's more convenient. That's to right. Go People got to get places to go. Boom. And why? Because it's better for the economy 
when a trucker can drive the truck 65 miles per hour because then he could get that produce to the grocery get store places, quicker. baby. There we go. So we on, already agree that we're willing to take a certain amount of risk and we're willing to have a certain amount of people die. Every time they raise the speed limit, I think like 10 miles per hour, I think 10,000 people die or some crazy statistic like that, right? But they're willing to allow that to happen because it helps the economy and the economy helps people and people that's live why a better life. You're right. And that's why I didn't understand why people got so mad at Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz, because basically what they did was speak truthfully to people. The things that they say behind the scenes, that conversation right there, they said it to the American public. People can't like, yo, handle it. What, what, there is no reason for there to be cigarette manufacturers anywhere in the world. There should be no industry called the cigarette industry. What nutritional value do cigarettes offer, Andrew? I don't know. I don't think they offer any. Zero. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing. It's an addiction. You're selling people something to take care of their addiction, and it kills a half a million people a fucking year in America. Yes. Strictly for profit. Yes. There is absolutely no reason for a cigarette company to be open. But if people really cared about life like they say they do, mm. why don't you shut the cigarette companies mm. down? Because of that goddamn moolah, baby. Bro, they kept the liquor stores open during Corona. Now, let's not talk about my liquor now. <laughs> <laughs> my liquor don't have nothing to do with it. Okay. All right. Liquor has health benefits. You can put it in hot toddies. All right. Liquor helps take your edge off. I'm okay. with you. Alex just said liquor stores close in Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. Why? Why? Why is it? Like you can get wine. Beer. But no, no liquor. See, that's interesting. But but it's like, see, okay, and you know what? I kind of respect that, Pennsylvania. They're like, why are we keeping this shit open? It's not essential. You don't have to drink alcohol. It makes your life better. But I, I'm, I'm with you, man, 100%. It's like there are certain things that we allow to uh, exist. There are certain businesses we allow to exist that we know kill people. That's just yep. what it does. Like you said, half a million people a year. We're getting them addicted half a to cigarettes. Exactly. But- you can't open a fucking barbershop for me to get my hair cut because 0.01% of people might get corona from it? Well, here's the thing. Here, um, Come on. I, I think that when you're a leader, sometimes you have to take away people's power of choice. And I know people get upset when I say that, but let me explain what I mean by that. When you take away somebody's power of choice, sometimes you're doing it because they don't know any better, right? Like a, like a child, a, a young child, one years old, five years old, eight years old. There's certain things that you have to do to them, certain things you have to take away from them. You can't put them in certain situations because they may make a bad choice just because they don't know no better, right? So it's like when it comes to this coronavirus pandemic, you got to shut everything down. Because if you don't, if you leave the option to go do small things like go get a haircut, go get your nails done, whatever it is, people are going to go do that. And they shouldn't at a time like this. Right. All right? But I'm telling you right now, we've been on lock for about 50 days. I'm ready to take the risk. It's time. It's if time. I take this goddamn hat off, y'all would want me to take the risk. <laughs> okay? It's fucking time for me to go in the barbershop with my man Ty and have him put on the goddamn mask and some gloves and give me a fresh baldy, baby. I might keep the beard, but this shit going on up here, I can't do it. Tiffany Haddish told me the other night we was talking, Tiffany said, you need to put yeast infection and castor oil on your hair. Yeast right? infection? She, not yeast infection. Monistat 7 and castor oil on your goddamn hair. She said, mix the Monistat 7 uh -huh. with the castor oil. That's when I knew it was time for me to get a haircut. Because I damn sure said, hey, baby, we got any Monistat 7 here? <laughs> <laughs> we got any castor oil? I started to go make an essential run to the pharmacy just to get some goddamn 
Castor oil and yeast infection cream. Let's see to it. Put in my motherfucking hair. Let's see it. Nah, I'm not doing it. I, that that hurt my feelings, bro. You showed it to Chico Bean and everybody on his live, but you won't show me your hair, man. Come on. Because Chico, because Chico has a fucked up hairline. He made oh. me feel comfortable. Oh, does this make you feel insecure? No. Does yes. this make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> you look like you put. You, you look like you put all of Monistat Seven and Castor Oil in your <laughs> shit. I put Monistat Ten, bro. Your shit, shit looks. Your fire. shit looks. Your shit looks flush. You know, yo, Andrew got that kind of hair that's so full. He can just wear it fucked up. Mm-hmm. And just, you know what I'm saying? Come on, bro. I went Super Saiyan. My shit look crazy. My shit looks it. like, my shit looks like, yo, I'm 41. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see it. Nah, man. I can't Come do on, it. Come on, bro. Let me see them sprinkles. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Okay, Stephen A. Smith. I see you, bro. I see. Hey, it wants to be a hairline. It wants to be. <laughs> Holy shit. Did you see that be. angle? Look yeah. at that angle. I mean, Holy shit. Yeah, dude. That's Holy crazy, bro. Shit. I mean, go back to it, bro. That's that's really wild. Go back to that one right there. Which one? Yeah, you look like a ball pin hammer. <laughs> <laughs> go back to the one where you're just like that. <laughs> go back and look like crazy, a speed yo. skater. Look at that shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> son, son, what, bro, what is going on, dude? Oh, bro. Yo, your hair is crazy. It looks like a map of Africa. <laughs> son, what continent is on your hair right now? Why does your shit hey, go in and I, out, I, I, I look like I'm pe- I look like I'm peeping out the blinds looking for my stimulus check. Like. <laughs> son, look at this fucking hair. Oh, this is great, bro. I might uh, let my shit grow out. Oh. Say again? I might let my shit grow out. Yeah. Nah, you should, man. That's a good look nah. for you. Oh, you know who else positively brilliant? Who? Uh, Tory fucking Lanes. What did Tory do? Um, just the fact that Tory uh, started quarantine radio mm. during this quarantine. And um, it's become a thing. Uh, I heard that MTV offered him a show. And I had said a, a, a couple weeks back, I said that I feel like, you know, Tory Lane should run with this. You know what I'm saying? I think that when you are a personality are a are, are, are musician and you're able to create a platform to where people are just actually listening to you, mm. you don't need media no more. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and now when you live in an era where a lot of artists aren't going to be torn for a while, why shouldn't Tory sell quarantine radio to Apple radio? Why shouldn't yeah. he sell it to iHeartRadio? Why shouldn't he sell it to Spotify? Like, why wouldn't you go get a bag for something that you created? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Drake Drake was doing OVO radio on Apple. I saw uh, Lil Wayne just launch, I think it's Young Money Radio. Nicki Minaj just, uh, Nicki Minaj got Queen Radio. Mm-hmm. So why not, go, why not go get a check and do quarantine radio, Tori? Why I'll, not? I would get the check from Instagram. Don't make people move platforms. You stay right there on Instagram. See if Instagram will give you the bag to do it. And now they get to get into the content space. I think that, I think if you go to another platform with it, you don't have the same convenience. The reason so many people pop into that quarantine radio is because they're already scrolling their phone. They're like, you know what? Let me hop in here for real quick. When you're, you know what you're doing on Instagram live is you're bar hopping. 
Right? Let me Absolutely. see what let me see what he's doing over here. Let me see what they're doing. Let me see this battle over here. You just popping in, popping out. If I gotta go to a different app, I gotta turn on Spotify, I gotta find a different thing. It's it's a different experience, and I don't know if it'll have the same success success, but I love the fact that Tori's doing it because he's leaning into personality. And it's hard to be a entertainer now if people don't appreciate your your personality outside of your art. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And I'm going to tell you something. Um, I don't think you're wrong. I think eventually Instagram will start paying people for content. Facebook did. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Facebook eventually started Facebook Watch where they got, you know, the Red Table Talk and they got the Will Smith show oh. and, you know, Snapchat has TV shows that they pay people for. I think it's only a matter of time before Instagram starts Paying people and for Tori's, their content. Tori's probably already getting a bag. Like every time you see an alcohol in his Instagram live, I bet you Absolutely. that alcohol company's paying him. Every alcohol, time you see beer, clothes, oh, hats. I mean, at the end of the day, it's 300,000 people watching. That's 300,000 eyeballs. That's advertising. It's no different than a podcast. Something like Absolutely. That. So yeah, get your fucking bag. Bro, it, did you listen to his album, dude? I didn't listen to the latest one. But Tori makes good music, He though. makes fucking great music, nah, man. Nah, Tori, Tori is a great fucking artist. He is. Holy he is. shit. This song's stupid again? I haven't heard, I haven't heard the new project. I'm going to check he it out. He samples but. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, after uh, winning another uh, his second belt in uh, the UFC, uh, second belt at the same time, right? He has this thing where you know, Rogan hands him the phone. He goes, I just want to apologize. And then he goes, to absolutely nobody. The double champ does whatever the fucking double champ wants. And that's the, the ad lib that he uses before the song stop, starts. I mean, it just wow. gets me so fucking hyped. So now, I like Tori's this dope. guy's music, man. Tori's dope. I love what he did with Quarantine Radio. So I think he's fucking brilliant. Um, what a fucking idiot. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. For? Uh, he, had, he had to issue an apology to a resident of Kentucky. Because there's a resident of Kentucky whose name is Tupac Shakur. Um, Andy Bashir saw his name on an unemployment claim and thought it was a prank and thought he was taking advantage of the system. Lo and behold, his name really is Tupac Shakur. Mm. So, so Andy had to apologize. Uh, the reason I have to call him what a fucking idiot, because look, common sense would say if I saw the name Tupac Shakur on something, yes, it would give me pause. But you know what I do after I pause and I'm governor? I ask my assistant to look into it. You know what I'm saying? I don't just jump out there and make a claim. I got to ask people on my team to look into this. I figure out if it's real or not. And then I go and make a statement. When will these politicians learn to measure twice in order to have to cut once? Mm. It's not fucking rocket science. Mm. You got the other, it's not rocket science at all. I mean, and this is how you know, yeah. this how, to go back to our original point, this is how you know coronavirus is, uh, a lot of them know that it's not as serious as they once thought it was. You look at the mayor in Beaumont, Texas. She issued a stay-at-home order, had everybody stay in their fucking house, yet she went to go get her nails done. Let's go. And they got her on fucking camera getting her nails Let's done. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be the change you want to see in the world, yo. Be the change you want to see in the world. I mean that, bro. Come on. Yes. Son, it don't matter how much of that water you drink, your hair's not going to grow. Put that stupid shit down, bro. This is for skin, baby. Bro, I may not have that hairline, but this skin. I'm going to let the beard grow, though. I wish people could watch the video right now because you were drinking out of a duffel bag when you show people what that water bottle Because I'm on my diet. I'm on my diet, so I have to drink um, uh, 90, 128 ounces of water a day. <laughs> and then, look, it got the time on it. So right now, uh -huh. I'm, actually, I'm actually ahead of schedule because, shit, I'm at, three, I'm at my 3 p.m. watermark. Damn, bro. 3 p.m. feeling refreshed. 
I gotta sh- I gotta send you a pic. I was going through my phone. Have you gone through your phone for old pics yet? Old pics of what? Nah, just like you know, you get a little nostalgia. You got some time. You're kind of scrolling for shit. Oh, you bored, boy? Son, I was looking for a clip. <laughs> I was looking for a clip of someone who looked like a school shooter for this show that we've been doing. I do this like a weekly rant, and uh, I was looking for. Why an you old- just ain't looking in the mirror, bro? Well, I was looking for an old picture of me. Oh, right? I was about to say. So I went back to the beginning of my phone and I have pictures of you and I are one of our first episodes with Claudia Jordan. Remember? Oh, wow. She, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, pictures of you and I at like some party in L.A. I mean, it's just crazy, dude. Like that Claudia Jordan episode had a wild title. Right. <laughs> what you scratching, bro? Ain't nothing. There, right at the edge of the <laughs> Right, right at the edge. Oh, you know who? You know who else I think is positively fucking brilliant? Who? P. P. Motherfucking Diddy. What he do? Sean Combs. Um, last night he was on. I guess Naomi Campbell has an Instagram live show, and Diddy basically said the same thing that I've been saying for the past year. <laughs> that's was like, that's why he's brilliant. <laughs> Yo, yes. you know who's absolutely brilliant? This uh, other guy that had the same idea as me. That's right. Agreeing with me. <laughs> okay Fucking having the same ideas That I have Means you're absolutely Fucking brilliant have a baby but by just me Baby be a billionaire Yeah He just been, and, and Taylor you can add the clip But he just basically said that You know um, Democrats aren't just gonna get The black vote for free this year Let's go The black vote is not gonna be for free We're gonna have to see Some promises You know What are we getting In return for our vote Nothing has changed For black America and in order for us to vote for Biden, we can't be taken for granted like we always are because we're supposed to be Democrats or because people are afraid of Trump. It's whoever's going to take care of our community, whoever wants to make a deal, it's, it's business at this point. You know, we can't trust politicians, you know, so we want to know very clearly, just like Trump made it clear that he wanted to build a wall. Biden needs to make it clear that he's going to change the lives and quality of life of black and brown people. Else he can't get the vote. I will hold the vote hostage if I have to. Simple as that. Like, yo, it's like, it's like he, he, they need to make a good deal. They have, we have demands. Uh, we have an agenda and we want our agenda met. Let's go. And the fact that people are saying, what he said was irresponsible. Salute to my guy, Kenny Burns. That's kind of mind-blowing to me because there is nothing irresponsible about demanding something for your vote. There we go. It's really just that There simple. we go. There is, there is absolutely nothing irresponsible about demanding something for your vote. I was looking up, um, I, was, I don't know what made me do it this morning, but I was just looking at other groups who have also asked, you know, Joe Biden for things, right? Mm. Uh, and this, the last one that came up was on April 2nd. April 2nd, um, let me find it right here. I got it right here. Yes. Progressive youth group issues a list of demands for Joe Biden, mm. right? This is after Bernie Sanders dropped out. Seven different groups. The letters from seven groups, which came hours after Bernie Sanders ended his campaign. They call on Biden to endorse policies like Medicare for all and the Green New Deal framework. Now, this is the part that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, the letter, which comes hours after Senator Bernie Sanders ended his campaign, tells Biden that his pitch to return to normalcy won't earn the trust of younger generations or inspire them to vote, arguing that they were already falling behind economically before Trump took office. And they said that uh, they have a set of aggressive demands spanning policy and personnel to earn their support 
in the general election against President Donald Trump. That's all Diddy's telling you, stupid motherfuckers. That's all Charlemagne is telling you, stupid motherfuckers. Votes are earned, not given. Y'all niggas will get on records and say, yo. Can I get some credit? Have I not been saying this shit for a minute? Can Take I, some. Have I not been saying this shit for a minute? Take some. I'm just saying, bro. This, there's, Don't be- you think Martin Luther King wouldn't have voted Republican if the Republicans were willing to do everything he asked for? You think uh, Malcolm X wouldn't have voted Republican if the, if the Republicans were willing to do everything he asked for? What you care about is the progress of your people, and you side with the people that are going to help them progress. That's Simple it. as that. That's it. And, 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 no, and nowhere in there did he say, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. Nowhere in there has Charlemagne said I'm voting for Donald Trump. All I'm simply saying is, if I'm going to go out there and vote Joe Biden, which I know the fuck I am, mm-hmm. can I not get something for it? Well, if you say yeah. that, then you'll get nothing. Well, listen, you gonna that's get why nothing, lo- bro. You gonna right. get that, nothing. That's that's why I love what Diddy said. Mm-hmm. I'm holding my vote hostage. You know what you do when you hold a vote? You know when you hold a hostage. Well, you do. What do you do? You ask for a ransom. You hold them till your demands are met. So and when you de- and when your demands are met, you let them fucking go. And if so, your demands yes. aren't met, what do you do? You well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm start with cutting the toe off. I'm not gonna just <laughs> go to kill him. <laughs> I'm not gonna just kill him. I'm gonna start with cutting the toe off, sending the toe in the mail, All right. letting them know it's not a game. Now, okay, okay, now, Big Lebowski if, style. If, I like if, it. If you I like if, it. If you if you don't meet my demands after that. You just don't give a fuck about this person that kidnapped the wrong guy. There we go. Now listen, what if what if the other party meets your demands? If the other party meets your demands, you got to go with your interests, baby. Who do you care more about? Do you care more yeah. about do you care more about the progress of black people or public perception of you? Now you're in a really tough situation. You're in a pickle, if you will, because you have an obligation to do what's best for your people, but you also have the scrutiny that comes with what's doing what's best for your people. Yeah, I mean, it just depends, right? It's very tricky when you're dealing with Trump only because, you know, you may get something for your people, but then he might be implemented in a, a whole another policy that's oppressing somebody else. But you have to do, somebody else. you have the responsibility to take care of your people, just like those other people have yeah. the responsibility to take care of themselves. And if you try yeah. to take care of everybody at the same time, nobody goes anywhere, right? Yeah, it's tough. You know what I'm saying? But when I listen, that take I'm, care I don't of themselves, even, the groups that take care of themselves tend to do pretty well. Am I they wrong? Vote they, they vote their interests. Like, there's no lesser of two evils with other groups. It's either this person has my interest, this person doesn't. And I'm not... We're going t- either way. By the way, I'm not talking about just racially. I'm talking about the people who believe abortion should be illegal. The people who believe in environmental laws. Like, there are tons of people who vote their interests based on things outside of race or gender. But they only vote based on that. And they have a good amount of power. Farmers vote their interests, bro. Union people vote their interests. Absolutely. Right? So tons of groups have used this in the past to get lots of leverage. Like, you know how there's like farmers in this country, they get uh, incentives, right? They get like tax breaks and shit, right? Yeah. The reason they get tax breaks is because they're saying, we're all going to vote the same way and you better give us some shit for us to vote for you. And then they get some shit. Seven progressive groups sent Joe Biden a letter making demands. I can go down the list. This is, this is, um... This is this is AOC. AO, I told y'all about this. AOC's advice to Biden: vague appeals won't cut it. I will vote for the Democratic nominee, but I cannot endorse him unless he does something for my people. I can't go out and tell other people to vote for him unless he does something for my people. Unless he does what meets our 
demand. That's fruitless. And by the way, that's fruitless. how stupid? Huh? That's fruitless. You just said what I'm a vote. I'm a vote for the Democrat, but I'm not going to endorse him. Your vote well, is well, the she, endorsement. Well, she has to do that because she's a politician. Well, stop being a politician. You know Start trying to do shit for your people. Say you'll vote for Donald Trump if he's willing to help your people more than anything else. Don't even say you'll vote for Trump. Just say I'm voting my interests. Who Perfect. got who? 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 Let's make a deal, baby. Let's make a deal on, 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 on both sides. I want to see both of y'all dance. Let me see. Fight for me. Ooh, take it, Lord Trump. For me. Ooh, twerk Biden. Let's go. Ooh, let's go. Let's, let's let's see it all. Come on. Put because by the way, Democrats need that kind of pressure. Mm. You know why they need that kind of pressure? Because they never had that kind of pressure. You know why? Because we always giving up the pussy for free. That's right. Y'all always giving the buns up for free. Because they devised the now, perfect system. They told and, and you I, that the other group hates you. They told you the other group hates you because of your skin color. They hate you because of your gender. They hate you because of your religion. They told you guys that, right? And there I mean, was some of them. Do. Some, yo, of, some of them do. And there was tons of evidence that a lot of them did. Yes, absolutely. Right? So yeah, yeah. that that's on the other side. They fucked up. But they told you that, and then you believed it. So you're like, well, I can't vote for those other guys. They hate me. I guess I got to go vote for these guys. And then the Democratic Party was like, ha, 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 gotcha. I don't got to do shit for you now. And and now people aren't voting out of fear no more. And listen, it's just, it's just that simple. Republicans did the same thing, by the way. Republicans were like, Democrats want to be socialists. Democrats yes. want to be communists. Democrats hate religion, right? Democrats they, want to take away your jobs and give them to Mexicans. De Democrats want to take away your guns. They do the exact yes. same fear mongering. And now yes. if you like guns, right, that you're like, well, shit, I can't vote for these Democrats because they don't want me to have my gun, even though I agree with everything else they say. It's the same fear mongering on both sides. What I'm trying to say is, if you want any leverage, you got to be willing to listen to the other side. And if if you're not willing to be listen to the other side, don't be don't hope for any kind of change whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not gonna lie. I was very confused about you know how y'all received Diddy's message yesterday. I think that a lot of it is personal because some people just don't like Diddy, but he didn't say anything wrong. Like there is absolutely nothing wrong with demanding something for your vote. Votes are transactional. Mm. Like like if you're if you're not voting. Because you want something. What are you voting for? Like, I can tell you exactly what it is I want mm. Joe Biden to do. I've been saying it for the past fucking year. Mm -hmm. Number one, I want him to have a black agenda. There is a, a black agenda on blackfutureslab.org that has a lot of great things in it from uh, economy, from the economy to healthcare to just policies that can be implemented by Democrats to help strengthen the black community. Right. Then you could take little bits and pieces of Mayor Bloomberg's economic black agenda because I thought his economic black agenda was fucking great. Right. $70 billion going to poor and disenfranchised communities. Right. Uh, trying to create a million new black homeowners. You want to create another million uh, small black business owners. I love all of that, right? So take bits and pieces of all of these different black agendas that exist. Joe Biden, you have no reason not to have a black agenda because Warren, Elizabeth Warren had one. Mayor Pete had one. Um, um, Bloomberg had one. So you have no reason not to have one. The other things I want after the black agenda, Joe Biden already committed to saying he would put a black woman on the Supreme Court. That's big. You think that Republicans don't vote for Trump because they know Trump is going to do their bidding when it comes to these federal fucking judges? You don't think that that Trump is going to put Trump didn't put people in place that he knew certain people that voted for him uh, wanted in place. So, yes, I want a black woman on the Supreme Court. Joe Biden said he would do that. Great. Third thing, I want a black woman running mate. Why not? Question. Nobody cleans up a mess like a black woman. In case you didn't know, America's uh, a fucking mess. I'm sorry, but have you had a Mexican woman try to clean up? Well, a mess? oh, okay, a woman of color, dude. There we but go. But I'm going with a woman. I'm going with a black woman. Uh, now here's my question: it, What if Jerry Jones was like, "I want a black woman quarterback"? Quarterback. 
I would say, well, first of all, I got to see her. I got to see her. Okay. Because first of all, if you if if Jerry Jones is telling me that he would want a black woman at quarterback, she must be phenomenal. Because he's seen some good ones. All I'm saying is, if he was like, I want a black woman quarterback, the most important thing is that she's a black woman. And then her skill and those other things we can talk about afterwards. As a Cowboys fan, how would you no, feel No, 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 no. She, she got to be both. She got to be qualified. She got to be a black woman that's qualified. I mean, I, and I, I, guess, I, guess, I, I guess I do have to spell that out. Of course you got to spell it out. Because, yes, I, I want a black stupid, woman that's qualified. I don't want just any black woman. It's stupid to choose anybody for a position that's that important strictly based on their gender and their race, right? You choose people yes. based on merit. So she has to have earned the right to have that position. And then maybe after having that skill level to be quarterback, she also has these other qualities that could be I want, an asset I want sen- to that role. I want, sen- I want Senator Kamala Harris. Right. I think Senator Kamala Harris is more than qualified. You know, and I know people... Uh, they hate her because she's a DA. Yo, you cannot co-sign Joe Biden and then hate Senator Kamala Harris. Joe Biden crafted the 86 crack laws and the 94 crime bill. Nothing locked up more black and brown people than, than those bills. All right. So all right. Kamala Harris was a DA. You're not going to be a DA and not lock up black people. This is, this is, this is when the homeboy hookup goes wrong. Okay. You pull up to, you pull up to a restaurant. Right. And you see, you see a black girl working the drive through and you pull up to the drive-thru and you're like, man, look out for me, man. Give me some free food. And then when she don't give you no free food because she don't want to lose her fucking job, you call her a goddamn sellout. You walk into a clothing store, person selling clothes, you know what I'm saying? He's selling yeah. clothes. He working a, yo, 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 let me get this shit for free. No, I'm going to lose my fucking job. That's coming out of my paycheck. Yeah. Now you calling that person a sellout because they didn't hook you up. It's unrealistic to think that a black person could be a DA all right, yeah. or a judge, or a police officer, or anything in the judicial system and never lock black people up. Yes. That's just unrealistic. Yes. Because guess what? If he names Amy Klobuchar as his vice president, y'all going to vote for him. But Amy Klobuchar record as a DA is worse than Kamala. Really? Yes. What are you talking about? And I don't even know if the word, I don't even know if the word is worse when it comes to Senator Harris. She was a DA. Yeah. DAs do their job. You show me a D, you show me a district attorney that's not gonna lock black people up or lock anybody up. You think yeah. she only locked up black people? You think she didn't lock up white people? You think she didn't lock up Mexicans? You right. think she didn't lock up Latinos, what, whatever, Asian people? You think, you think no, you think she didn't lock, she didn't do her job as a DA? Right, right. I think that I think the knock on her wasn't only locking black people up, but like she refused to see evidence that could have exonerated some of them. That yes. And that should be held against her. Absolutely. That right. should that should absolutely be held against her. But uh are we going to do do we what's what's the term? Do we need uh perfect and opposed to the good? What's the term? It's a term, it's a term. It's like, do you want perfect or do you want good? Because there's no such thing as perfect. Nobody has a perfect record. Mm. But if somebody has been good, if somebody has been solid, because yes, she did that, but she also did the back in back on track program that started in 2005. Yeah. The back on track program helped, you know, nonviolent. Uh, offenders get back into the system and get jobs and get internships, you know what I'm saying? Kept them from doing long prison sentences. So she she did things like that. You know what I mean? I just think that she would be a good vice president and I think eventually she would be I, a, a great president. Because Joe Biden's a one-term president regardless of how, if, if, he, if it goes down. If he, if he wins, he's a one-term president. Yeah, I mean, he's 300 years old. He can't speak... Um, he can't Absolutely. remember. He doesn't know where the fuck he is, of course. So whoever that vice president is going to have a very important role. I just think you do a disservice to whoever that vice president is 
by saying, I want a woman of color vice president. Because now everybody goes, oh, the only reason she got there because she's a woman of color. Why don't you just say, I want Kamala Harris as vice president. And then people go, why? You go, because she's a really strong leader. She sticks to her convictions. I love her plan for black people, this, that, the other. Why do you start with the most useless part of her, which are the things that she had no control over. She didn't choose her gender. She didn't choose her race. She chose to go to the top of her business. She chose to be the district attorney of, of is it California? She was a DA. Well, well, I, I get what you're saying, but it's not useless. I think it's useless. You didn't choose to nah. be that at all. Like I didn't choose to be a white guy. That's not the thing that I'm most proud of that I'm, I have no choice to do it. I'm proud that <clears throat> I got to the top of my business in stand-up comedy. I'm proud of this podcast. I'm proud of the qualities that I put work into being. Like there's so many amazing things about Kamala Harris and her ability to achieve greatness, right? I, that's what to me I would be drawn to as a candidate because I'm like if she's able to achieve greatness in her business like this, why wouldn't she be able to achieve greatness as the president or vice president of the United and States of America? And in a perfect world, that's how it should be. Right. But it's not. And identity does matter. <clears throat> you know, it's marketable, baby. It just is. I think, you know it, what I'm I think you- it hurts more than it does help, right? Because I don't nah. think, I think that, I think there's a very small percentage of the population that are going to vote for her just because she is a black woman. And I think the majority of people are going to look at that marketing and go, uh, she's just there because she's a black woman. And they're not even going to listen to all the other things that she could provide because they're going to think it's some sort of quota that they're uh, checking if, off. If you're one of these young, far left progressives, one of these groups that wrote Joe Biden a letter, yeah, and and you want your demands met, you absolutely would go ape shit if there was a black woman or a Latino woman. They're not enough. Or a gay man. Yes, they are. No, they're not. What are you talking about who won the election last? Right. It's like what do you mean? Trump won the election last, right? Because he pushed back away from this idea of identity politics. The identity politics. Yeah, but but work. all but all of those people stayed home. No shows. Like black people stayed home. Those young progressive voters stayed home. They didn't even vote in the primaries this year. That's one of the problems that the Democrats have had. They had they couldn't get young people to come out. Barack Obama landslide victories because he had the largest youth voter turnout in the history of America. They could people, people turn to eighteen every day, bro. But I mean, like Kamala was a candidate. They could have supported her. Right. She chose to step aside. Right. That was her choice. But I guess she didn't galvanize those people to the point where that she was, you know, popping up in the polls in the higher rankings. So she stepped aside. Now, I'm not saying that she's not good enough to be a leader. I'm not saying she's not good enough to be president. But by your logic of just because she's a black woman, they're going to come out. They didn't support her when she was. No, I didn't. I didn't say just because. But it does not hurt at all. Like you can't be an old white man like Joe Biden and bring in another white man on the ticket. Like that shit is so tone deaf, bro. Like it's it's like it's it's just tone deaf. You gotta you have to have a woman, period. And I think in particular if, a woman. What of, if the other what if the other white man was Bill Gates? What if the other old white man was Warren Buffett? Like what if he He's he's definitely not getting the black vote if it's Bill Gates. Niggas hate Bill Gates right now. Well, they? I didn't mean to say N-word. Black people hate Bill Gates right now. Right. Bill Gates is behind the vaccines and 5G towers. Stay woke. <laughs> Stay woke, bro. Yes. Stay woke. Yes. That, Stay that woke. Could, that's the worst thing he could do right now I get, is have Bill Gates on his I team. Was, I was trying to <clears throat> give an example of like a uh, successful old white guy that was maybe looked at as someone who was intelligent and someone who could help despite the fact that he was old and white. W- once we get lost in the identity politics Bernie. game- yeah, Bernie, perfect example. Like, I think people would have supported Bernie. I would have supported Bernie if he was there. He's old and white. Like, if Joe Biden was said, I want Bernie to be my running mate, I thought I think that'd be cool. 
I guess what I'm saying is that we we can't the identity politics game has always helped the Democrats lose. It's never helped them win, right? Hillary Clinton's whole thing, I'm with her. Well, good luck. Yeah, but Hillary also had four million more to popular vote than Donald Trump. Popular vote doesn't mean anything. We, and and you still and you still got to factor in Russian interference. So when people say things why like that Russian, about Hillary, I'm like, 50 million people voted for Hillary. Son, why didn't Russian interference help Bloomberg? If $300,000 worth of campaign ads is what swayed the election for Trump, why didn't 500 million or whatever Bloomberg spent on Facebook ads help him? They wasn't fucking with him. Exactly. The people weren't fucking with him, right? So or, maybe, like, or maybe the Russians weren't fucking with him. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you can't just dismiss. People like to dismiss Hillary like Hillary just got her ass kicked. No, she, she did. didn't. People came out for Hillary. Eh. It is. That's a fact. Like, you can't deny it. Eh. People came out for Hillary. Not enough people had, came out, right? I mean, who's president? I mean, I don't know how that, to be honest with you, I don't know how that shit works. She had four million more of the popular vote. More people voted electoral college for Donald Trump. I don't fucking know. All I'm saying is, I don't think identity politics hurts. I think that if if Joe Biden showed a diverse cabinet right now, a cabinet that had a lot of women in it, a cabinet that had Mayor Pete because he's gay, uh, why? I think it why would work for him. Why does being gay? Why does be like? Why do these things matter? Like Mayor Pete has so many bad, so much better qualities about him. He has so many better policies. He has so much. Uh, there's so much more to him as a candidate than the fact that he likes dick in his butt. Like to the fact that he likes dick. First in his of all, butt, first what? of all, first of all. Don't disrespect that, man. You don't know if he's a top or bottom, and you're just going to just jump out there and say some shit like Yo, you're that. Right, that you're so, right, you're right. That is might, so wrong, He might Andrew. fuck butts. He might fuck butts. Yes, that man might be a top. How dare you? There you go. You're right. You are, so he might you're be disrespectful. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is just like, to me, it's the least interesting part about it. Like, what I care, when you're it doing should something- be. Yeah, but when you're doing something that's so important, right? And that's why I use the, the football example or the sports example. It's like, I don't care if LeBron is- Straight, gay, bi, trans, it doesn't matter. On that floor, that motherfucker is the greatest playing right now. You're a liar. Say again. If LeBron James yeah. was a was a Mexican gay man, yep. you would think he was the most phenomenal human being you had ever seen in your life. Only if he played for the Knicks. <laughs> If he played for the Knicks, he would be. Listen, I would celebrate whatever the fuck you want. Cinco de Mayo, quinceañeras. I don't listen, give a fuck. Let's go. Listen, if we think LeBron is a freak of nature now, imagine <laughs> if he was a Mexican gay man. I'm just whoa. I'm just saying. By the way, so so oh, everybody loved Jeremy Lin because he was just so good, right? I thought that was so stupid. The Jeremy Lin thing had nothing to do with the fact that we ain't seen an Asian ball like that ever. Son, that was all it was. That was all it was. It it matters though. It's the same thing. It's the same way we get hyped when we see a white man dance. Exactly. It's stupid. A white guy beatboxes. He go boom, 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 and everybody loses their fucking mind. He's like, oh, oh shit. Oh, hey, you by got the way, it, white boy. Hey, oh, you got hey. it. It's the same way when we see a black billionaire. Like, oh shit. No, we don't. We go. Where'd you steal that money? <laughs> Piece of shit, you fuck you in. <laughs> right. But the reality is when we need somebody to play for our team, right? The team of America or our basketball team, and they're truly great at what they do, that's the most important thing about them. The most important thing about them it is, is the but identity matters, Andrew. We can't no, act like I it doesn't. It with, does. Here's the thing I fuck with Kamala. Like, I like Kamala. I like that, she, that she's strict. Not that I like the fact that she's locking up Blackbird or anything like that. I think that that strictness and that security makes American people feel comfortable. 
Right? My OG, one of my OGs who's a white man, mm-hmm. big, big guy in the business, said the exact same thing. He said, I like the fact that she's authoritative. Yes. Yes. That's what he said. We like that. It makes, at yeah. the end of the day, we try to act like we want all this freedom, but we do want people to tell us what to do. And we do want people to lead us. And Kamala does not care. She will, she will, she will lead. So she could be cool. That's the coolest thing about her. I love the fact that she was a DA. I love the yeah, fact. Yeah, but, but, but when you're a black man and you got black daughters, it is very, very dope to have them see themselves represented in yes. a position like 100%. that. 100%. I love Jason Williams, the basketball player. You know, Which one is behind Jason the back passes and the fucking, it was white chocolate. He played for the Oh, Sacramento yeah. Kings. Hell yeah. I forgot about white chocolate. We loved him. Beast. 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 So much fun. Sacramento Kings, number 55. There we go. Right? Won a championship Beast. with the Heat. Right? I loved him. I also recognized that I'm sure part of that was the fact that I felt represented in a Absolutely. sport where I was not represented at all. Right? Absolutely. It was Absolutely. fucking Luke Longley or... Jason Williams, who actually played like I want to play, played cool, et cetera. So I totally understand why it resonates with you. But I do think if I just look at Jason Williams as a white guy, it does a disservice to the way he played the game. Because why I was drawn to him wasn't because he was another white player. It's because he was doing all these cool shit and doing these behind-the-back passes. Same reason why I loved other players that played in that exact same style. You know, but if he was black, you wouldn't even pay no attention. No, it's like, not true just another black. Iverson was my favorite player before him. And I love the fact that Iverson attacked the fucking rim. And I want to imagine, play just like Iverson. Imagine if he was really white Iverson. <laughs> imagine if that was really a white Iverson. Yeah. How much you would love AI. Nah, I'll always love AI. I mean, I was I so, mean, I love AI too. I'm just saying, I'm just saying representation matters. There, everything does. you're saying is right in a perfect world, Andy. No, you're right. If the, it does. If the, if the world was the way we want it to be, yeah. none of this shit would matter. Nah, you're right. Race does play a part in everything. I guess, I guess. I think both of us probably have had these unique circumstances where like I was so used to not being represented in all the things that I loved, right? When I came up doing stand-up comedy, I was watching the Kings of Comedy. I'm watching Chris Rock. I'm watching Chappelle. I'm watching Martin Lawrence. That's who I was watching. Those were my goats. And it never, Eddie Murphy, like those are the people that I looked up to, right? So, and I never was like, oh, I don't look like them. I was like, oh, they're just the funniest people. And then I watched sports and I was never really represented by them. And then it was really cool that Jason Williams came about, but I was still able to appreciate and like respect and want to be just like these guys that maybe didn't look at me because of their skill. Did I want to be like Horace Grant? Fuck no. This game was trash. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So like I could make that separation. Do I look at Kamala and go, that's a strong woman right there? Horace wasn't trash, bro. Horace was trash. Horace was a 15-10 guy. I would keep it. Come on, man. Horace was the third best player on the first three P. Come on, Come man. On, bro. Had- Horace was so good that they thought Horace was going to be the, the missing piece to the Orlando Magic's championship puzzle. They Remember when he went to go play for the Magic? They thought. Horace was a beast, yo. Horace wasn't no hoe at all, yo. I didn't say he was a hoe. I like Horace. I didn't say he was a hoe. But Solid not- 15-10 guy. And he was an all-star a couple years. Son, if you go to the court and people be like, yo, that guy plays just like Horace Grant. You're going to walk down with your fucking head between your shoulders, he was, man. He was tough, man. He was tough. He was tough. He was tough. The moral of the story is um, there's nothing irresponsible about demanding something for your vote. That's all. You should. And that's the only thing That's the only thing Diddy didn't do is he didn't tell people exactly what he wanted. He just said, yo, if there's no black agenda, we holding the vote hostage. He should have put it all out there because we really do live in an era where people are so fucking slow, bro. Mm. Like, God damn, man. How can you be mad at Diddy because he got on an Instagram video and demanded something for black people? 
Like, how? Why does that upset you? Why does it upset you that he said, I want something for my vote? And by the way, Joe Biden and his team, if y'all are smart, y'all don't even know how to pretend. <laughs> y'all can't even finesse us. Yeah. Donald Trump stood up there and told all the poor white people he's going to bring back coal mines. Yeah. And yeah. we knew that. They knew that was some bullshit. But they believed it. You can't even act like you're going to do something for us. You know why he won't do that? Why? He won't do that because he doesn't want to lean too far into blackness because he thinks he's probably going to turn off those white, blue-collar voters that he needs. Pussy. Simple as that. Pussy. It's, 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 that's it. Pussy. So, so, in, so instead of leaning into the people that saved your political career this year, instead of leaning into the people that you locked away with the 86 crack laws and 94 crime bill, instead of leaning into the people that you worked for when you was the vice president for Obama for eight years, instead of leaning into blackness, you still want to be neutral and, and, and play the, the middle because you don't want to piss off those white people over here. And I guarantee you, those white people don't give a shit. If you're if you a real white progressive liberal, right? Talk to me. Who cares about everybody the way that you say you do. Why would you give a fuck if Joe Biden stood up there and said, look, man, coronavirus is impacting the black community worse than it's impacting other communities. And that's our fault. The reason it's our fault is because America has failed black people. Systemic racism has created all these underlying conditions that leave them uh, with access to poor health care, that leave them in these food deserts where their diets aren't the best. And we have to do something to right those wrongs. If he stands up on there and says, look, the 94 crime bill was wrong. It incarcerated a lot of black people. It, it led to mass incarceration. And that wasn't our intention. I want to right that wrong. Mm. America has historically done wrong by black people. Democrats have not done right by black people. I want to correct that. If he says that, how can you be mad at that? That's just like when Barack was like, yes, gay people should get married. Why would you care? But Barack waited for his second turn to say that shit. He did. But, but either way, why would you care? Yeah. You shouldn't care if you're a real, if you're a real Democrat progressive liberal yeah. that's going to vote for Joe Biden and you want the best for everybody, yeah. right? If you see a community that has really been harmed in this country, yeah. why would you be upset if Joe Biden put a little bit more extra attention on them? I don't think that most people would, I'll be honest with you, as long as he's satisfying the thing they care about. I think everybody's a single issue voter. Most people care about one thing. So if... If he's basically going out there and being, you know what, I'm opening up the coal mines. And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to help out these black folks. I think the coal mine people are like, look, as long as you open up the coal mines, we don't give a fuck what you do to help the black folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. So you just need to make sure that you are appeasing your groups or get offering something to your groups. That's it. Simple and by that. the way, America can do that. Okay? We, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. You can take care of the LGBT community. You can take care of poor white folks mm -hmm. and you can take care of black folks. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you can do all of these things if you want to. But I guarantee you, Joe Biden has some white staffers around him mm -hmm. that are saying, don't lean too much into blackness because you don't want to piss off white voters. Okay, we need some of those hypothetical swing voters that voted for Obama, but then voted for Trump. We need you to grab some of them too. Yeah, Why but the if they're willing to vote for Obama then they're not going to be too scared about the race thing. You just need to satisfy their single issue that they care about. That's, That's really all you need to do. I think the most genius thing about Biden's campaign right now is none of us can point out a single thing that's on any agenda. Fuck the black agenda. What's the yeah. agenda? What are yeah, you going to do, fam? I think that shit going to hurt in November, bro. But, like, that's the same thing that happened. The same thing that happened with Hillary, right? Hillary ran on, I'm not Trump. Well, that ain't work. 
That ain't work. What is the Democratic agenda? I, I don't know. That like, does not what work. am I voting for? You tell me. If you want me to vote for you, what am I voting for? What are you gonna do? I'm not Trump. I I but are you? We vote for things gr- that are. Yeah. Like you need to give me something that I'm voting for, not voting yeah. against. Nobody yeah. votes for things against, right? You just yeah. go, what can you give to me? Yeah. Simple as that. Tell me. Let's let's pay some bills, man. Let's do it. I gotta piss. All right, um, guys, clean your place. Make sure that your apartment's clean. Uh, right now, I know that we're in the, our apartments, we're in our homes way more than we usually would be. Yes, they're going to get dirty. Yes, we're going to have to go out and get all these materials. Why is it when you get these cleaning materials, the materials themselves feel dirtier than the place that they're actually cleaning? Uh, we have a company that will satisfy uh, and fix that problem. It's called Clean Cult. We spoke about them on this podcast before. If you are a new listener, let me break it down for you. Clean Cult, okay? No chemicals in the formulas, all right? No plastic bottles, all right? Clean Cult makes natural cleaners that actually clean with ingredients you can actually understand with packaging that's actually landfill-free. You really want to spray chemicals all around your apartment. You got your kids walking around, chewing on absolutely everything. They're just chewing up all those chemicals. You don't want that. Okay. Don't take Donald Trump's advice by having your kids inject chemicals in their body. We want to keep your kids safe. So what you're going to do is you are going to get some clean cult. It's effective. Uh, it's one of the leading brands of detergents. So you get the exact same level of clean with none of the chemicals. You go to cleancult.com to get a customized starter kit and uh, adjustable paper-based refill delivery service that fits the needs of your home and lifestyle. You can finally break up with plastic because Clean Cult is the only company to put soap in milk cartons. That's right. Even the cartons that are your refills aren't made of plastic. Their sleek, shatter-resistant, evergreen glass bottles reduce plastic waste and looks gorgeous on the countertop. Clean Cult's sustainable shipping system allows them to be carbon neutral. So, Clean Cult, get it right now. Go to cleancult.com slash idiots. You get 25% off your first kit. 25% 25% off, but only until May 30, uh, 30th. So get on it right now. 25% off. You go through May 30th. Just go to cleancult.com slash idiots and get that. Um, listen, I hope you're at home. I hope you're with your side piece. I hope you're with your girlfriend. I hope you're with your wife and ladies. I hope you got a man in your life in some way, shape, or form uh, because it can get lonely out there and you guys deserve to have the best sex of your life. So what I'm going to do is provide to you um, that in pill form, blue chew, simple as that blue chew, blue chew.com. That's what you're going to do. All right. The code is idiots. Same active ingredients that's in Viagra, Cialis, all that other stuff. Okay. You do it. You have some fun. Treat yourself on a weekend. Okay. You got Friday, you got Saturday, you got Sunday. You know, you're not doing anything. You're just hanging in the house. You might as well serve up the best dick of your life. Very simple. Okay. Matter of fact, it's better than those other brands because it works twice as fast since you're chewing it up. So you don't have to go, I think I'll be in the mood an hour from now. Nobody does that. That's right. Are you in the mood now? Start chewing it up. Get into that foreplay. And then it's time to go. Okay? Get longer, lasting control. You got that. I'm telling you, Blue Chew. It's not a game out there. Use the offer code IDIOTS. Okay? BlueChew.com. Use IDIOTS. You're going to get it for free. That's right. Free. You just got to pay $5 shipping. They're sending it right to your crib. Hardest dick of your life sent right to your crib. Do it, crib. Do it right now. You go to bluechew.com. Use the offer code idiots and do that. And by the way, there's another cool announcement. We have a clips channel for the brilliant idiots. Okay. It's youtube.com 
And uh, matter of fact, you just type in Brilliantatus Clips on YouTube. It will pop up. There's a Brilliantatus channel. We also have a clip channel. And um, so we cut up the episodes into little clips. So if there's a piece of the episode you really like, you can send it to a friend. Maybe they don't want to listen to the whole episode because they're not a fan just yet, but they could take that clip and they could maybe become a fan. So if you really want to share the Brilliantatus experience, but people don't have two hours to sit down and indulge in it, this is the best way. Uh, so go check that. Do us a favor. Subscribe to it. You know, the more subscribers that we get over there, the more that YouTube pushes the clips. And we're really trying to build that. Uh, and if you're listening, you haven't subscribed on YouTube just yet. We have the YouTube channel as well for Brilliant Idiots. You just type in Brilliant Idiots. You can find that. So go subscribe to both. Uh, we got full video going on both of those. Shout out to Alex Media for putting together all these videos that you're seeing right now. Um, but yeah, so go do that and uh, let's get back to the show. Peace. That's right. And there are no church announcements because the church is closed. <clears throat> I have a church announcement. Notice. You do? I do, man. I just want to say thank you so much, man. We hit 1 million subscribers on my YouTube page. Hey, congratulations. Thank you, man. So thank you guys so much. You get a so plaque much. for that, don't you? <clears throat> yeah, we got a plaque uh, coming in. So I'm excited about that, man. And um, it's just really cool to do. I was really excited about it. And thank you guys so much for making that happen, spreading the word and sharing all the clips all over. And I'm just really appreciative. It was a great moment. Thank you to Alex Media for shooting all the clips. Thank you to uh, Mark Gagnon for also helping on the clips and editing the clips. And thank you to Greg Schultz, my brother, for starting that page with me a long time ago and doing all the clips and posting all this stuff initially. And uh, yeah, man, thank you. Thank you, Charlemagne, for doing this podcast with me. Really got me going and put me uh, got me putting stuff on the YouTube, uh, on YouTube in general and got me understanding the power of YouTube and how to access people. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. We're putting new content up there. We got these Schultz uh, shows. We haven't found a name for it, but every week we're going to do a new uh kind of like deep dive rant about a topic and, uh, you know, straight to camera. And we've been putting those up and people have been really fucking loving those. So we're going to continue doing that. I'm excited about this week's. This week's going to be real fun. So we put those up on uh, Saturday mornings. So uh, you can get those at uh, theandrewschultz.com. We also put them on Instagram. So that's my, that's my, um, my church announcement. And uh, yeah, thank you. That's dope. <clears throat> you know, um, I am a stern Hardcore believer in extraterrestrials. Okay. I, I believe in UFOs. I'm on record okay. a million times. I think it's very arrogant and narcissistic and, and, and selfish and just basically clueless to think that we are the only life form in all of these galaxies, all of these universes. Uh, when you look at Earth and you look at the diversity of Earth and you, know, you see birds in the sky and fish in the ocean and different animals and jungles in the woods, and, right. you know, just the way people are different, you know what I mean? In different countries, different places, you have to think the universe is just that diverse. I am also a person who is on record as being visited by extraterrestrials. Um, right. First time I ever saw a flying saucer, I was about eight years old. I was playing in my grandmother's yard and it was this flying saucer, a black object, looked just like how they look on the movies and everything. And it was hovering over the trees. And it stayed there for a while. And then it just shot off fast as fuck. You know, didn't, it did, that memory stays in my mind, but I never thought anything of it because I was eight. I didn't know that it was something I wasn't supposed to be seeing in the sky. Mm. Um, and it was broad daylight. Another time I was uh, laying in my bed. And as I was laying in my bed, as I was waking up, <clears throat> I had that feeling like the hag was riding me. So it's like I was awake, but I couldn't move. Mm -hmm. And my eyes were open. And it was this thing standing over me that looked just like the aliens from Signs. Mm. Now, I don't know if Signs was out yet. Mm. 
You know what I mean? So I don't remember. I don't remember. My timeline is a little off, but it looked just like the aliens from Signs. And as the sun was coming up, it just faded away. Right? Another time, uh, I woke up one morning. This was actually recently, in the past five years. I had two cuts on both shins in the same exact fucking place. Woke up yeah. one morning. It was a cut on one on left shin, cut on my right shin. Same place, same size, same everything. Don't know what the fuck happened. The late, great Dick Gregory told me I got abducted by aliens. Mm. I absolutely believe him, right? I was on Capitol Hill earlier this year. Um, and I was with my man. Well, I'm not going to say, just leave the name out. But I was with my guy, one a, a senator. And um, I was talking to him about UFOs and shit. Mm. Like, bro, come on, come on. Give me the real. Give me the fucking real. I know, I know, I know these goddamn aliens got to exist, right? He was like, hold on, I want you to talk to somebody. And it's so interesting because they'll probably talk to you because today is their last day. And I'm like, really? So he introduces me to another guy. I mean, this guy get to talk. And I think the guy was a senator or something. Can't remember the brother's name. And he goes, look, if I tell you anything about UFOs, I'm going to have to kill you. I laughed. They didn't laugh. I shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Right. But he did say, there's a video online right now that you can Google. Google, uh, I think it was like U.S. Navy fighter pilots encounter with UFO mm -hmm. say Google that video, watch that video. And I will tell you, we don't know what the fuck that was. That video came out two days ago. And I think I told that story on the podcast when it happened. I'm not sure, but that video came out two days ago and the Pentagon confirmed it was indeed unidentified flying objects. They don't know what the fuck it was. Mm. Moral of the story is the wheel is real. Extraterrestrials are real. Mm -hmm. Aliens are real. And that's the only thing that could top what has happened in 2020 thus far. And nobody gave a fuck. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. You think they will give a fuck eventually? Nobody gives a fuck about rides no more, bro. I just think, I think that we've been UFO, calling, we've, we've been calling phantom spaceships too long. We've been calling Lamborghini yeah. spaceships too long. Oh, they I don't see. give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about what you pull up in. Yeah. They're going to get, they're going to give a fuck when Thanos steps out. Uh. <laughs> okay. when, when, when Thanos steps out, baby, that's when motherfuckers going to be like, oh shit, it's real now. I went to, uh, I went out to dinner with uh, Joe Rogan and Bob Lazar. I remember I wanted to go so bad. Oh uh, yeah. I invited you to that, didn't I? I know I had to fly out. Oh yeah. Um and uh yeah, you would have loved that conversation just hearing him talk about it. Put it this way, I believe that he believes he's seen alien spacecraft. I believe he believes it. Whether or not it's real and it exists is something else, but he at least believes it. Um the alien thing, sure. Sometimes I think it's just like it's, you know, they're playing uh, global politics, right? It's like shit gets real with China. All of a sudden we leak a video of some crazy spacecraft we got. Now China got to go, oh shit, maybe it's not a UFO. Maybe they have that spacecraft. If we go to war with them, they're going to fuck us up. All right, let's act right. You know I mean, like why, why all of a sudden do they drop this same video that they dropped a few months ago? Didn't they do the UFO well, 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 thing? Well, yeah, the video, ago? the video had been circulating in public since 2007. And on uh and 2017, because I, like I said, like I said, the guys told me to go Google it, and I saw it. Yeah. But the Pentagon officially confirmed it. Hey, listen, they might be getting us ready, bro. Elliot, listen, how do we know Earth ain't a lease? 
Keep going. How do we know Earth's not a fucking lease? Okay. How do we know years ago somebody did a lease with the goddamn aliens uh-huh. and, and they, they ready? They're coming to collect. They come collect. Yeah. How do we know? Yeah. How do we like, think about that? All of these planets in our solar system allegedly don't have no life on them. Yeah. How do you know these shit didn't have a lease? Yeah, maybe we got a lease. But who signed the maybe contract? Maybe it's time. You said what? Who signed the contract? I don't fucking know. Listen, maybe the same motherfuckers that signed the contract for the pyramids to be built. The pyramids to be built. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. This shit might have been going on long before us. They might have had a deal that, look, we're going to give you all this shit for a certain amount of time. Right. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I really don't. Right. All I, all I know is I really think that we about to see some shit on this planet that we never seen before. I really do. Uh, man, I, I don't know, man. Do I think that aliens exist so there's life form in other planets? Yes. Do I think it takes far too long to get here for us to ever meet them? Also, yes. I don't think people realize like how far sh- away shit is. To us, Andrew. I keep telling y'all this. Yeah, but that's all They're that matters. Ta- us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't care we- how far away it is for them because <laughs> they not here. But like, we gotta stop seeing. We gotta stop seeing things through our lens. Like they might have technology to where they can get to Earth tomorrow. If how they leave though? Today. How though? Like you could only I go as fast as light goes, and even if you go at the speed of light, it's still thousands of light years away to so us. Now I know what I'm trying to say is this: like, all right, so boom, like a mosquito has the lifespan of like a day or a week or whatever the fuck it is, right? It's a very short lifespan, and we have the lifespan of let's say eighty years. So I understand things live longer and things live shorter. So maybe there's an alien out there that lives, let's say, a thousand years instead of a hundred, right? Even if they lived a thousand years, they would still need an aircraft that goes the speed of light, right? And a thousand year lifespan just to reach us. It, things no. are so far apart, bro. It's just so yeah, far. I, 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 I get what you're saying, but you're looking at it from the realm of our understanding. They might have a motherfucking vehicle that they get in and maybe like, hey man, I'm going, I'm going to Earth for a second. I'll be right back. And they might come right here and fucking fuck shit up and leave. But like, they might be here now. Like, they might be here walking amongst us, shape shifting. We don't fucking know, bro. Okay, let's assume these are these are aircraft, right? Let's assume the vehicles that we saw are UFOs, right? They're from the aliens, right? Okay. We assume that. Yes. You believe they're alien aircraft, right? Mm-hmm. And we were following them, right? And that's how we got the video? They couldn't keep up. No, nah, we did, because we got them on video. No, nah, they, they, they couldn't keep up. The shit, they was going in fleets, and the way they were going, you know how planes go, like, straight? Yep. These shit were going, like, doing shit that planes can't do, going up, going down, going left, going right. Like, they yeah. were doing shit planes can't do. All right, so they were going up and down and side to side, and, but they still and, weren't going and, 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 it was, and it was almost like they was playing with the jets for a little bit, and then they was out. So you know what that leads me to believe? What? Young fucking aliens joyriding. You think that's what it was? That's all. Young uh, fucking aliens joyriding, they, man. They took their parents' that's car it. when they were asleep and they went for a little joyride to America. That's it. That's it. That's Got it. You. That's it. That's it. That's Got it. I just you. think I just think that it once again, it's it's like anything else in the world, right? We fear what we don't understand. You know why people come up with conspiracy theories? You know why people come up with these 5G theories and Because there's no sports. Bill Gates. That too. But also because if they don't rationalize certain shit in their mind, it will drive them fucking crazy. 
Yeah. It will terrify the fuck out of them. That's where the anxiety comes from. That's where the depression comes from. People have to rationalize things in their mind. Mm -hmm. So they have to come up with things that they understand in their head. Like, you know what? It is 5G towers. Ain't no goddamn corona. This shit ain't real. Right. No, motherfucker, it's real. Put your goddamn mask on, wash your hands five times a day, and fucking keep it moving. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I also think that humans just love to speculate, and we don't have any sports to speculate on. And, um, like, I've never met a conspiracy theorist that's into sports. Like, all my friends are conspiracy theorists. They don't know nothing about sports. So that is their sports. Where you and I go, nah, I think LeBron's going to win it this year. We'll have an hour conversation with that. They go, I think 9-11 was an inside job. They have an uh, hour conversation about that. That's all it is. It's just they're bored. And as they don't have sports to keep them occupied. I get it. Uh, listen, aliens are coming. Speaking of aliens, Michael Jordan's a fucking alien. Yeah. And the, mo the, more I, the more I watch this Last Dance doc, <clears throat> the more I just appreciate Michael Jordan so much. But also, all I just keep looking at Jerry Krause saying, why? You also got to look at him and say, why not? Like, what if he was literally correct about everything he did? Like, he fired... Except for, that, except, except for, the, except for the end. No, nah, he was right until he's wrong, right? I mean, but you, you got to understand where he's coming from. Like, he made the choice to fire Doug Collins, right, after they were, got to the Eastern Conference Finals. He fires Doug Collins, and then he makes the choice to put in an offense that takes the ball out of the best player in the NBA. Well, let's be clear. He fired Doug Collins because Doug Collins wasn't listening to him. He bought he bought he bought in a dude, Tex, what was dude, Tex, Tex, Winter. Tex Winter, and Tex Winters was trying to teach Doug the triangle. They wanted Doug to adopt the triangle. He wouldn't do it. Exactly right. So, so he wasn't listening. Exactly, he was insubordinate. Phil was listening. Yeah, Phil listens right, but at the same time, he's asking to put an offense in that will remove the ball from Michael Jordan's hands, the best, most effective player on your team. It's kind of. Outside the box thinking, but it ends up working. Every time he does something outside the box, it works. So if he gets this inclination that he should do some outside the box shit, he probably is going, well, fuck, it worked the last few times. I'm probably going to work this time. All right, boom, let's trade Scottie Pippen. <clears throat> yeah, but the arrogance of that motherfucker to think, and I love the way Michael Jordan held his dick on Jerry Krause, right? What is it? Jerry, because Jerry Krause was like, Phil ain't going to be here next year. Yeah. Michael told y'all. If Phil ain't going to be here, I'm not going to be here. I think that they thought Michael Jackson, I mean, not Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan was going to be a sucker to the almighty dollar. Mm -hmm. I thought, I think that they think Michael Jordan didn't have the nuts to walk away from basketball in that moment. And he did. And I fucking respect it. I, my, Straight up. My theory is Jerry Krause knew that Jordan was retiring. So he had all the leverage. And I, and I truly believe that if Michael Jordan went to Jerry Reinsdorf, who's the owner of the team, and he was like, yo... Get Jerry Krause the fuck out of here. I'm going to play. I'm going to sign another three years to you. I'll play for the next three years. I just need Phil here and maintain the team. I think Ryan Surf would have done it in a fucking heartbeat. Jerry was in cahoots. All those Jerry's were in cahoots, bro. I think, but Michael Jordan is so massive that you would get pressure from the NBA. Like, you literally have David Stern come in and be like, you realize the only reason we're all making money right now is because of Michael Jordan. If he leaves, everybody leaves, makes less money. At the end of the day, this is a business. You want to make money, right? So fire that fat motherfucker with a small eye and let Michael Jordan play for another few years and let's all cake up. Bro, something happened. There's, a, there's another documentary that we don't know about. What happened was Jordan said he's not playing no more. and he, I don't believe that, man. He said he wasn't going to play anymore. I, to, he had to say it to somebody. 
Well, he said it because Phil wasn't going to be there. Nah, it's not because of Phil. I think Phil was okay leaving because he's like, all right, I don't need a coach, motherfucker, if it's not MJ here. But why was Phil, why force Phil out? That's what I don't understand. Oh, that's their why? little beef. That's their little beef. That's what I'm saying. Phil fucked one of Jerry's girls, man. I'm telling you, man. You really think Jerry something happened? Yes, man. You something sure? happened. Like, it's something personal. Like, that ain't normal. Yeah. That's not normal for you to just be like, Phil, you're out regardless. I don't give a fuck if you win 82 games. That's some smart shit to say. There's, that's some catty shit. That's yeah, some, man. He was catty, especially since he put him there and he, like, really fought for him twice. Remember, he got Phil to interview the first time and then the coach didn't like him. And then he got him another interview and he was like, yo, dress better. So he really fought to have Phil in there and then Absolutely. something happened where their relationship deteriorated. Yeah, I don't know what it is, bro. Like, all I look at that shit is and say why. And I'm going to tell you something else. Dennis Rodman got to get all his flowers. Son, Dennis Rodman. Let's talk about it, yo. First of all, I saw Bill Simmons trending this week because Bill Simmons had the worst take I've ever heard in my fucking life. What do you say? That there is nothing interesting about Dennis Rodman. And there has never been anything interesting about Dennis Rodman. What was his argument? I don't even know if he had one. After When somebody says something so stupid, I don't even care anymore. And I like Bill. Bill's my guy. Bill's been on Breakfast Club. I've been on Bill Simmons' podcast. But Bill, come the fuck on. That was trolling. Well, what that was 6'9 level trolling, well, What bro. was his argument, though? I didn't even, to be honest with you, I didn't even pay no attention to his argument because I honestly think Bill was just upset Dennis Rodman was fucking Carmen Electra. Did Bill ever think he had a chance with Carmen Electra? I don't know, but he probably had Carmen Electra's poster on the wall, probably was jerking off to it all his life. And that was his worst nightmare to see goddamn this big six foot eight black man with all these tattoos and ear piercings, fucking Carmen Electra. This can, can you imagine Michael Jordan walking in a room and seeing Carmen Electra hiding behind a goddamn couch with a blanket, like just some regular body? You think it was <laughs> just Carmen Electra? Oh, you think it was more than one? I think there might have been a dude in there too, bro. Man, shut up. Carmen Yo. Electra said that Dennis Rodman fucked her all around the Bulls facility. Of course. But Jordan said, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what was in there. Right? Jordan said, I walked in the room and I'm that not was gonna... a little odd, right? He would just said it was his girlfriend, Carmen Electra. If it was just her, he would said he well, was man, in there no. with his girl. In, in, in Jordan's defense, he's not going to put the brother's business out there. Son, but it's the way he said it. He didn't say, I'm not going to tell you who was in there. He said, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Son, Joe Exotic could have been in that room. You don't know who was there, Holy bro. Holy shit. Come a on whole now. fucking tiger. Come on now. I'm looking was, at this tweet. Was, Where's the I tweet, just thought it bro? Was, I'm Bill looking Simmons? at Simmons thing, yeah. He might have deleted it. They were smoking his ass, yo. Because listen, you literally tweet this after we just finished watching who is quite possibly one of the most interesting human beings ever to live. Fuck basketball. Dennis Rodman is an interesting individual, bro. You know what I love about Dennis Rodman? The fact that he needed a mental health break, went to Vegas to blow off some steam, came back to practice in some goddamn pajamas and slides. They're doing fucking cardio exercises to get Dennis Rodman in shape and he just starts running past everybody busting everybody's ass he ain't even fucking need it that's incredible to me okay bro. this is how retarded uh, Bill Simmons is um, cause he specifically says he, and now he's like copping please a little bit but he specifically says crucial question that started today's pod why have we pretended for the past 25 years that Dennis Rodman was actually interesting I'll tell you why cause he is I'll tell you why not only is he interesting he was way ahead of his time in what he was doing I mean, this is a black man in a masculine yeah. sport dressing yeah. in drag. 
wearing makeup, having a bell and button ring. He is, at bare minimum, attacking racial stereotypes and gender stereotypes. It's not like gay shit was popping back then, right? It's not like trans shit was popping. Like, even right now, we're still coping with people doing this, and we're not comfortable with it. It's weird. It's a national discussion. This guy was doing it way back a long time ago. You can't even imagine. I'm trying to think of who is similar to Rodman in the league right now in terms of, like, how good they were. Nobody. But not not even in terms of personality, just skill. Like, who's, like, a really, really good rebounder, defender? Let's I mean, say I don't know, Green. bro, because... Let's just say Draymond... He he's and not, I love Draymond. Yo, Draymond trash, but let's, he's, he's literally trash. But let's just say Draymond Green, out of nowhere, started dressing in drag, started wearing a fucking uh, makeup, fucking Madonna, and every other interesting fucking Lady Gaga, whoever that Madonna of today is, and doing whatever the fuck he wanted with his life. We'd be like, holy shit... This is a very unique and interesting character who is pretty brave. To this day, nobody's done it. There is no current Dennis Rodman. Think nah, about it. Not, I don't think Draymond's trash either, by the way. But no, I don't think oh, Draymond's there's, nobody, there's nobody who's ever done what Dennis Rodman has done. Like, not, not, in, not in basketball. I mean, in music, you've seen a lot of people, you know, uh, embrace that type of gender fluidity. You know what I'm saying? Push the limits of what, <clears throat> you know. Young Thug. Uh, yeah, uh, what, what your identity? I don't even know what, what I don't even know what you would call Dennis Rodman. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's queer. I don't know what that is because he says he doesn't like guys. You know what I mean? But he's the guy that would be in the gay club with the baddest chicks. Clearly, he was taking down all the baddest chicks, right? Right. So, to say, put it like this: the conversation we're having about Dennis Rodman right now shows why Dennis Rodman is so interesting. I was blown the fuck away after watching that. We started watching the Dennis Rodman Thirty for Thirty. This guy, oh, an- incredible. And, and you should read his book. His book is great, too. I mean, unbelievable. A incredibly tragic life. And you start to understand, like, how he builds these relationships with these people and why they were so important to him, why they were so valuable. Going into, I mean, the fact you could call him uninteresting. Going into what happened with that Bulls team when Scotty went down and then Jordan basically was like, yo, I need you to step up. And then all of a sudden, Rodman just flipped a switch, locked in, and turned around that fucking team, literally turned the ship around. Jordan couldn't do it by himself. He turns the fucking ship around. Scotty comes back and he goes, that took a lot out of me. I need a vacation. Like that yeah. to me by, was and, unbelievable. And, yes. And by the way, the way he turned things around, Robin wasn't a scorer. Nope. Robin, Robin will go get you 30 fucking boards. Son. And play, and play crazy on the ball defense, locking motherfuckers down. Like, he would change complexions of games with his fucking defense. Who is arguably the greatest winner in history? Period. Yeah. Across sports? Michael Jordan. Well, well, if you go before, Bill oh, Russell. Oh, Bill Russell. You're right. Bill Russell, right? My dad would always tell me, he goes, that was the best player I've ever seen besides Jordan. I go, why? He goes, because he could control the game with defense and rebounding. Defense and rebounding, he could control the game. I think there was some game where he got like 50 rebounds against Will Chamberlain. I might be fucking those numbers up. Chris, you probably know. Is that right, Chris? It sounds a little high, but I've definitely seen like 35 rebound games. Something insane, right? And it's like... Rodman had that ability with his intensity, with his on-the-ball defense and off-the-ball defense. And what the coolest thing about the documentary now was you could tell that's the player that Michael Jordan played with that he respected more than anyone else. He might have liked Scotty and appreciated Scotty, but he does not respect Scotty 
to the level he respects Dennis. Nah, that's not true. Fam, that's not true. When Scotty had his headache, did you see the way Jordan reacted? To that? I guess you got a headache. You got, you know, you got a fucking headache. Well, you got to understand, Jordan's a different type of alpha male. Fam, Jordan, Jordan plays through anything. Yo, let me, right? But let me say, he didn't respect. He didn't respect Dennis leaving to go fucking take a vacation. But let me say one thing. When he said, when he said Scotty sat that time out. Remember when he said Scotty took some time out? Charlie, are you there? Yeah. When he said Scotty took some time out. Right? He said that was selfish. Right? Well, no, it wasn't because of the timeout. It was because Scotty um, didn't get the surgery over the summer because yeah, he, he was upset about his contract. And he said that was selfish of him. When Dennis mm -hmm. Rodman went to Vegas to party, he just said, I got to go to Vegas to get him. No, he shitted on Dennis. He, he never said, said he it was selfish. Phil. He never said it was selfish. He never criticized him. He never said anything. All he said was, we got to go get him because he's not going to come back. I'm telling you, I've never seen MJ speak with that much respect about another player. It is unbelievable. Nah, he does for Scotty. He does for Scotty. Nah, he, he loves Scotty. If, 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 you, if, if you go back and watch his Hall of Fame speech, he's, the first person he shouts out is Scotty. No, no. Tippett. He loves Scotty. He doesn't respect him as much, and I'll tell you why. Nah. Let me man. tell you why. Michael, let me Michael tell, said let me, that you should never mention his name without mentioning Scotty. That's course, the ultimate respect. He knows he needs Scotty. He knows he needs Scotty. But he even said this one, and I thought this was a shot. He goes, Scotty's the type of person that if he knows you're going to stand by him, then he'll fight back. So he just needed to know that I had his back in order for him to stand up for himself. Yeah. He's, Scotty is Jordan's beta, and Jordan appreciated the fact that Scotty's willing to do that. What I think that Jordan loved about Dennis is that Jordan had never met another athlete in a competitive setting that was willing to empty the gas tank on the floor like him until he met Dennis Rodman. And he saw Dennis empty the gas tank like him. And I think when you see another person that's willing to go to zero, just like you, you can't help but have that respect. He knows Scotty's not willing to go to zero because Scotty wasn't even willing to play on a bummed ankle uh, on their final season together. I, 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 I think you make a good point, but you know, I, I know for a fact, he did say Dennis Rodman was the smartest player that he played with, he which said I thought Dennis was a was great the compliment. Smartest play. You never thought about Dennis being an intelligent player. You thought about him being a but, hustle guy. But he said a mil well, no, his, his brain was crazy. When he said he could listen to the way the ball bounces off the rim and it's not, oh, that was insane. But he said Scotty was his best teammate ever. He said Scotty was a joy to play with. He said, um, you can't mention his name without mentioning Scottie Pippen. It was something else he said about Scottie. Oh, when Scottie had that hard foul, game four against the Pistons, somebody, uh, Dennis Rodman hacked the fuck out yep. of Scottie. He said what turned the tide for them, and when he knew they had won the game, was when Scottie didn't react. Michael said Scottie didn't react. That's when I knew we had it in the bag right then. Because you're not under my skin anymore. Yes, man. Yeah. I, I think he, I mean, listen, I get what you said. I think he has the same amount of respect for both of them, just in different ways. Like, there's no way you can watch Dennis Rodman and, and not have like a, I, a, like an enormous amount of respect for him and what he represents. Uh, you know what was really interesting about these last couple episodes? Is they confirmed GOAT status for people that weren't Jordan. Like, watching Rodman. Yes. Right? Hell fucking yeah. You're like, oh shit, I didn't realize how truly amazing this guy was. Like, this guy propelled two franchises to multiple championships by not scoring the ball. Like, that is unbelievable. And then two, Phil. The way Phil got in to Scotty's head, 
You know what I'm saying? The way, not Scotty, sorry, the way that Phil was able to coach Rodman's soul. You know what I'm saying? Like, because because Phil was the same type of player. Like when you, I didn't realize that yep. Phil was a wild ass hippie ass guy like that. He understood him. He understood him, and he was able to coach his fucking soul. And what I what I admire so much about Jordan, I was trying to talk about this on Flager, and I was trying to articulate it, but like Jordan's sole focus is winning. Right? That's all he wants is to win. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something truly. I guess progressive about having a sole focus of winning because if you look at Jordan, he's this alpha male, like the classic alpha male. You would think a guy at that time would see Dennis Rodman walking around with the belly button ring and fucking nail polish and bag. Hey, look at this fruitcake over here. Look how he's there. But he was so focused on winning and he knew Rodman would help him win. He didn't give a flying fuck how you dressed. He didn't care what you did when you went to Vegas. All he cared about were you going to show up when we play, and he knew goddamn Dennis right. would. You goddamn right. It was right. so cool. Like you goddamn right. I mean, it would be so easy if you just ask any other player in the league, "What, what do you think about Dennis Rodman?" They just start you, criticizing. You know, him. You, you know what it is? What's that? No matter how different people are, him and Rodman had the same interests. That's it. All you need is one thing. One thing in common to connect, to connect on, and, and and when it's something that you really care about, yeah. like winning. This motherfucker wants to win like me. Phil, let him go to Vegas and sniff coke for a couple days, fuck a couple white girls. He'll be back. We're going to win this championship. And that's exactly what the fuck they did, bro. Like, I mean, that's just, he didn't give a fuck. He didn't care. As long as, as, long as I know you're going to show up, I say that all the time. Go. I can deal with so much fuck shit from people. If. If they are, if they are extreme, extremely talented. Yeah. I can deal with all the bullshit. Yeah. If you're extremely talented. Yeah. If you're not extremely talented. Now it's annoying. And you want some bullshit? This, I, get, get, this, get this the fuck away yeah. from me. What why, is this? Why are we putting up with this? Why, why, are we we putting, up? why are we putting up with this? I have no... You can't show me why I'm putting up with this. With Dennis Rodman, he comes on that court. He gives us all 40 boards a game. Lockdown defense. Hey, I'm great. Let's go. Nothing to complain about. Mm. But if you are mediocre as fuck or whack and you're annoying, why? Why, why are we dealing with this nonsense? Why? It's like... Why? Do you remember, you remember when you like fall in love with your wife, right? With your, well, she's your girl at the time, but you like fall in love with her, right? Before that, when you're dating girls that are annoying and then they have some fucking hair on their lip or they got some like, I don't know, something else, they're like a little pudgy or some shit like that. You're looking at them and those little things bother you, right? Those little things are like, oh, that's annoying. I don't like that. Those little things are like, uh, they're highlighted because you actually don't like that person. Then you fall in love with your wife. Right, you fall in love with your girl, and all of a sudden, all the little things you thought annoyed you, you can look. You don't even give a fuck about. Yup, you don't even care. You don't even give a fuck. Isn't that interesting? I I understand exactly what you're saying. A hundred percent. I just I to me, I'm not going to front. Dennis and I mean, Michael and Scotty was a great dynamic, but Michael and Dennis are the most interesting dynamic because as humans, they're so polar opposites. I mean, it's not. I mean, Dennis is polar opposite with damn near anybody. Everybody, but. Just the way Michael approached the game. Michael wasn't missing no fucking games if he didn't have to. His discipline was different. Dennis, it's so weird, right? It's so interesting because Dennis had a lack of discipline, but such discipline at the same time. So I, I looked this up a little bit. I was talking to some of my boys at the league, and I was like, explain Dennis like behind the scenes. Why was Jordan, why does Jordan have so much respect for him? And a lot of them said to me this. They were like, 
What you don't know about Dennis is Dennis was a gym rat. So every time Jordan shows up to the gym, who does he see there first? Mm. Dennis Rodman. He's lifting. He's running. He's working out. He's studying film. So all of a sudden, Jordan's like, oh, I don't got to motivate these guys? I literally had to tell Scotty to work out. I got to tell Paxson to work out. I got to tell, you know, Bill Winnington. I got to tell all these motherfuckers we got to work out. We got to study film. But there's this one guy that does it by himself. Oh, it's lit. You want to go to Vegas? Go to Vegas. Because I know on the flight back, you're going to be looking at that film. I know on the flight back, yeah. you're going to be going over those plays. Whatever you need to do. And I feel like he finally found someone who matched him in terms of intensity level. And he had never had that before. It's just so cool to see Jordan speak so highly of such an odd individual, man. Yeah, I don't even think Dennis was odd. I like people like Dennis Rodman. I love people that are uniquely themselves. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I like I like originals, bro. Yes. I don't like carbon fucking copies. Listen, man, I got to wrap it up because I got to take this call. Uh, Yo, we're going to do always, Ask an Idiot next week. Double. Got you. As always, if you listen to this podcast, you think we're smart. You think we're intelligent. You think we're brilliant. You're absolutely right. If you think we're just a couple of idiots who don't know shit, you're right too. It's the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace.